morning everybody we have full flex friday coming at you live right here on instagram and also you could be listening on spotify it's actually black friday this friday Uh, so i'm just going to jump right in and share my thoughts and feelings around what this day means to me p.s let me rewind a little bit happy thanksgiving to everybody i hope you had an amazing grateful food-filled, amazing holiday, and that you are now recovering well. You're hopefully not back at work. I know some of you are. Maybe you're just chilling at home. Maybe you're, you know, letting your stomach kind of ease into uh, the post-massacre um, of a, a Thanksgiving meal that you consumed. Um, so I wish you all amazing, amazing day, amazing weekend, amazing holiday. And now Black Friday. What does this mean to me? You guys know I I like to play with meanings, and um, I feel especially strong about the meaning of Black Friday because I feel like, in general, when um, people look forward to the holidays, there's there's a shadowy side to how we all enter the holidays. And yes, there are amazing aspects of the holiday that we all love and appreciate, you know, things like family, connection sharing meals together, um, all, the, all the things that you would rightfully acknowledge as the things that you love about the holidays. But I also think that there's a part of us that we don't really acknowledge when the holiday, holidays arise, which is things like people you know, looking forward to, and myself included here, looking forward to discounts or looking forward to buying gifts or looking forward to receiving gifts. And I think that we're really feeding into the consumer culture when we don't really acknowledge why we're doing the things that we're doing. So, you know, for myself, you know, I see deals on Black Friday and financially it's a smart choice for me to to spend money on Black Friday. And I also recognize that we are all enticed by a good deal. I know Ashley especially loves a good discount. And I get this, I understand this, but when you are compromised by a discount into spending on something that you might not typically spend on in a day-to-day, 
Is it the discount that you're excited about or is it the actual thing that you're getting that you're excited about? So I just want to pose that question a little bit and also mention that to me and Ashley especially, something that she really taught me about consumerism in general is that your dollar is your vote on something. Your dollar is one of the first things that you can use to um, essentially exert your voice uh, and share how you feel about something. So meaning if I purchase something with my dollar that I've earned, I am voting and adding to the fire behind that product. So if I buy water that comes in plastic bottles, which I do, I try not to, but if I do buy water in plastic bottles, I am adding to the issue of recycling being a problem in the world, especially around plastics. And I can easily avoid voting on plastic by not using my dollar to purchase plastic. So what I'm saying is, is that the quickest way you can change how you show up in the world is by choosing what you use your dollar to vote on. Um, so if you feel strongly, let's say, um, hmm, what's another example? Hmm. <sighs> it could be food. Let's say um, you are, you know that a certain type of food is not good for you to consume, not, not good for you to eat. Um, and you know that there could be a, a big corporation behind this food company. Um, let's say um, General Mills. General Mills is this huge company that makes a lot of things. You probably most well know them for the cereals that they make. But this is actually a huge company that owns a lot of different things in the food food realm, um, the food uh, creation realm. So if you know that this food company is creating a, a an unhealthy food, food culture in the world and you don't want to add to the unhealthy food and nutrition culture around the world, don't vote on General Mills. What I'm saying is, is whatever you believe in, use your money to back that. And whatever you don't believe in, don't get caught up in a good deal and vote on that deal with your money. And I realize that's harder than it seems. Um, like I said, we're all in for a good deal here and there. And it is important to take care of yourself and to feel good about buying something. But yeah, don't get sucked in so easily. And like I said earlier, I'm always reminding myself of this this thing because I love buying shit. Don't get me wrong. Ask Ashley. I love buying clothes. love buying shoes, exercise shorts, exercise equipment. Like I'm, I'm on it. But these days I'm a little bit more aware of what companies and where my money is, is supporting. So I, I like to align myself with the values of the companies that I'm voting on these days. And really, you know, Black Friday is, uh, well, firstly, I'm, I'm curious why it's called Black Friday, but um, it doesn't sound nice to me. And the deals are going to keep going. So take a break. Don't rush in getting all these things that uh, you think you need. 
really sit on them. So that's the one thing that I wanted to address today because it is Black Friday. Maybe that opened your, your eyes to a little bit more of my perspective on what Black Friday means to, de- to me. The next thing that I wanted to get into that's been, um, I actually made a, a post about this on Instagram this week, was healthy aggression. And this is especially directed to, to men that might be listening. Not to say that it, it can't be you know easily applied to a woman's experience, but in my experience, men carry a lot more anger, rage, and aggression, generally speaking. Now, there, there's a reason for this. Um, just biologically speaking, men, and this is a, I know this can be a heated conversation in certain worlds, but in my experience of men, we tend to carry um, a lot of energy that comes from our biology, meaning that like testosterone motivates us in a certain way. It causes our body to turn on in a certain way. And this hormone of testosterone, along with others, really make a man agitated. In masculinity, there's always this needing to gain or get or penetrate or go that's very outwardly speaking. It's very uh, high energy. The essence of femininity is the opposite of that. It's receptivity, grace, acceptance, and these things. So in masculinity, especially when it is not well aligned, um, gets blocked. If our masculine expression gets blocked in some way, because maybe you feel ashamed in expressing your masculinity, or maybe there's a part of your life where you're not able to be outgoing, you're not able to go, you're not able to do, you feel ashamed of not having enough, all of these things kind of block our masculine essence. So when this masculine essence, our purpose is blocked in our life, anger, rage, frustration, agitation, all of these things arise in our bodies. And then what the fuck do we do with them? What are we doing with our bodies to let go of this aggression? Um, And usually it comes out in really unhealthy ways, right? So all of this gets blocked. It gets held for a long time. Men stereotypically don't have a, a healthy way of processing our emotions, right? So you have all these blockages, you have all of these, these highly potent energetic things that need to be expressed through your masculine body, and then we're not expressing them because we don't know how to use our voices. So then, eventually, the masculine body can't take it anymore, something triggers us, and we explode. And this is aggression. This is unhealthy aggression that we haven't learned to manage, and we haven't funneled in a healthy way. I, I can't tell you how many men I know that this happens. Like, you know, we bottle it in for so long and then all of a sudden it turns into broken windows, um, broken walls, you know, things. I, th- I think most of the men that I know have punched a wall or two and broken other things with a fist that flies or a foot that kicks or whatever. So how do men, we, and even women, if you feel like this really pertains to your experience, how do we express aggression in a healthy way. And this is something I've played with recently. 
you know, Ashley and I actually got in an argument earlier in the week, and it was pretty heated. Um, there were some heavy things discussed. You know, we're human. We're working on things. Uh, we live in a small trailer as we're traveling the country together. You could imagine that an argument or frustration is going to arise, right? Well, my tendency during argument or conflict is to, well, my body feels like it wants to throw a fist through a wall for the most part. I'm not even sure Ashley knew that, but my right hand wants to go through a wall during most conflicts. I've actually broken my hand this way. Or I want to run away. I want to just dip out. I don't want to be a part of the conflict. I don't want to be part of the the argument. I want to leave. My body wants to move when I'm in conflict. Now, this is taking, you know, time to address. This is taking time to notice these sensations when I'm in an argument or when I'm in a conflict. It's really tough to be aware of these things. But over time, I'm learning to be more aware of what my body wants. Now, during argument, during conflict, for healthy resolution, I can't just run away. I can't just throw a fist through a wall. Uh, But what I can do is remember that that is what my body wanted. So remembering that that is what my body wanted. It's not going to go away after the argument takes place. Even if you feel completely resolved intellectually or logically in your brain, your body has still gone through a conflict. And this is rewinding back to last week what we talked about somatics or somatic healing, somatic experiencing. The body remembers the experiences that you go through. So if I've gone through a really heated argument, my body feels agitated and it wants to express itself, but it doesn't, even though the conflict is over, I now need to learn how to find a way to express that with my body. And then that stress will literally leave my body. Sip of full fat fluids. Excuse me for just one moment. So now we know we need to do something with our body. What is there to do? So I'll tell you what I did. I have the benefit of being in nature here where we're staying, right? So I can walk out into nature pretty far away from anybody. And that's what I did. I took my dog. I walked out into this dried up riverbed. And I actually, you know, when I started on this walk, I I knew I was going to walk to kind of relieve the feelings in me, but I didn't know where it was going to go. And then I'm on the walk and I see this broken broken down tree, this tree that, that has fallen over and there's a bunch of branches laying on the ground and things like that. So I have the idea to grab one and smash it. So that's what I do. I grab a big stick and I obliterated that fucking stick on a fallen log. And as I did so, I I was consciously thinking and choosing, I'm going to express the frustration and anger that I was experiencing during that argument, and I'm going to release it now as I smash this, this log, as I smash this tree. I screamed really loud, and I did this over and over again, probably seven or so, seven to ten times, I grabbed a different log, different stick, and I, I broke it. I sm- smashed them all. And (laughs) it was pretty funny because I had Porter with me, my dog, and he actually ran away. He must have been sitting 
50, 75 yards away from me watching me do this because he was actually frightened. Because aggression frightens everything. And that's why we don't express it. You can't really express these things healthy, healthily, without scaring people. Because in general, our society is afraid of what aggression means to us. There's a story about aggression as being unhealthy because we've been unhealthily expressing aggression for a long time. So this is one version of me rewriting how aggression can be in a healthy way expressed and actually used as a really amazing tool for men and women to actually process our emotions. Uh, And there are places popping up all over the place. I had a friend go to somewhere. I actually don't know what the place is called, but it's actually, there are places popping up where you can take a baseball bat to pots and pans and furniture, and you can literally just go ape shit in these places and and release all of your, your anger, aggression, frustration, whatever. But if you want to find a safe place to do it, find one of those places. No idea what they're called. Maybe I'll search somewhere to to learn what they're called. Um, Or find your own place in nature. Uh, A really nice way to do it as well is if you're in your car and you feel like you're in a safe place in your car, most most of the time people won't hear you in your car. So sometimes a good yell and scream in your car is really healthy or into a pillow. But wherever and however you're doing this, try to get your body involved, you know, you know, smack your fists against the pillow, against the bed as you're yelling and screaming. That can really help as well. Get the body involved in expressing your healthy aggression. Okay, the last thing that I feel really um, energized to talk about and um, share my perspective is I actually rode a, um, a Peloton recently. This is not the profound point that I'm getting to, but as you all know, I think, especially if you follow stocks, the <laughs> the amount of uh, popularity, money, and investment that is going into remote fitness devices like a Peloton, um, like the Mirror or Tonal, if you guys aren't familiar with those, the Mirror and Tonal are these devices that you put up on your wall that have resistance, they have you know certain exercise equipment and tools And then you can choose via an online platform what kind of workout that you'd like to do in that particular moment. And you're guided um, by, you know, a a recorded uh, instructor to guide you through this workout. And then, of course, with the Peloton uh, tools, they will take you in, in live classes as well. So you can participate in live classes. Now, I've had, man, I think... I don't even know, maybe seven clients by Pelotons. They're great. I had a fucking blast riding that Peloton. Um, The energy that is provided through the music of the platform, through the comparison and measurement of your work progress on the Peloton is super potent. They are really, really onto something with these things. But why am I bringing it up? Well, people... Uh, I've been in the health and wellness fitness industry now for over nine years, going on ten, and I've seen I've seen a couple things come and go. Now with COVID, all of these devices and tools were extremely important 
because we couldn't go into gyms anymore. We couldn't see people as much as we would have liked before. And this is really hard mentally and emotionally on a lot of us. Our way of connecting through fitness or through um, activity was, was dwindled. It was shaded. And we all found a little bit of community in the ways that we could. So a lot of people that could afford it, get Peloton, go into a live class, and you can actually ride with people there and communicate, and it's fun, it's exciting. My concern is that with all of these tools, essentially the market and people are forgetting people like me as a a person that is present with their process and caring for their process, real life, live time. So there are are things about Peloton and there are things about the, the mirror and tonal that are extremely convenient. And I think that's why a lot of people are investing in them. Really easy. You have some free time. You're stuck at home. You hop on it. You do a class. You feel good. You feel energized. Great. Is there anybody keeping you accountable for hopping on the Peloton, though, aside from yourself? No, not typically, unless you have friends that you're doing it with. And now, I believe that everybody should be accountable to themselves first and foremost, but the reality is is that we are all not perfect that way, and we don't stay accountable to ourselves all the time. Which means that it can be really hard to actually get on those devices. You know, it takes a lot of willpower and... Um, self-motivation to actually hop on those things when you're at home if you've just been doing random other things. And they're not personalized, right? So when you hop on the, the Peloton or when you hop on the tonal and mirror devices, the things that you're doing are not designed for you. They might work for you. They might work for you for a long time, but what happens when your quads get tight and your knees start to hurt because you've been riding a Peloton too much? Is the Peloton instructor in real time going to tell you tone it down a little bit from riding so much and making your quads tight so that you can roll and stretch your quads so that you don't affect your knee in a negative way and wear out your meniscus or your ACL? Who's going to tell you that? And... Really, this message is not so much for all of you that are using these things. I like, like I said, I really actually think they're great and they are filling a need, but they are not the complete picture. And the message is this. To all of my fitness professional friends, colleagues, those that are showing up for people in person, my friends and colleagues and myself that are showing up real time, in front of a human, making sure that they're seen and heard, will never be forgotten for a Peloton. We will never be replaced by a mirror, (laughs) by a mirror on a wall, quite literally. The way that a good personal trainer, a good coach, uh, a good therapist shows up for a human is attentively, with presence, with care, with nurturance, with a real connection, and that cannot be replaced by a mirror or a peloton. 
So that is a reminder for myself. That is a message and not like, you know, I feel like I'm competing with the Peloton, but um, I think it's really, I really wanted to share this message with my colleagues because I know the fitness industry has taken a really big hit as far as the, you know, in-person industry. Um, and a lot of people haven't been able to make it. And that's, you know, really sad for me. And I think consumers are forgetting and, and people looking for health and wellness direction are forgetting that nothing can really replace a really good coach, a really good guide that is going to be with you in person and truly caring for you. So what I'm saying is, is use both. I'm saying use a Peloton. I'm saying use a mirror. These things fucking work and they are fun. I will buy one at one point, I promise you. And also don't forget that there are things that you will need to do, things that you will need to see, and guidance that you might need to receive from somebody that has eyes and care for you specifically. So, with all that, man, time just flies when I do this thing by myself. Um, that's all I have to share for today in regards to the hot topics that were pressing on me. I'm super stoked to be here again on Friday with you all on Instagram Live. Thank you all for joining. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you for joining. And um, keep an eye out for some new things that Ashley and I are creating. Ashley and I, or I'll say Ashley is really diving into her creative coaching space these days in guiding people with small businesses in finding organization, finding motivation, in finding um, direction in how they're creating and working with their small businesses. And you guys, this girl, Ashley, like she, she shines light on all the areas of business, especially small business, that wouldn't typically be noticed or recognized or worked on. So she's really, and what I'm seeing with her and her growth with her clients is like, she surprises herself sometimes with how much value her clients are getting and how much value she's providing. So if you have a small business or you're thinking about starting a small business, talk to Ashley. She, I mean, I'm sure she'll offer you a, a free call of some sort to kind of inform you on what kinds of things she can guide you in or even just nudge you in the direction of really starting with your, your path. A lot of people have a lot of fear and trepidation in starting their journey. And that's what we're here to provide in some way. She's providing a creative coach initiation for you and your small business. I'm providing more initiation and guidance into your health and wellness journey. But we are here to help you and guide you and inspire you as much as, as, much as we can and as much as you allow. And also keep an eye out for Therapeutic Fitness that I'm offering every Tuesday at 6 p.m. and Saturday at 8 a.m. These classes are meant to be a therapeutic session in essentially reducing pain in one's body. So if you have knee pain, if you have low back pain, shoulder pain, all of these things get addressed on a, a, a weekly basis in both classes each week. Um, I'm bringing really unique modalities into the class to teach us all to feel better. That's what we all want. We all want to physically feel better. I know I do. So 
being able to share these things with people that would like to learn and like to feel better really lights me up and I love sharing it with you all. And then the last thing to keep an eye out for that I've been working on a lot lately is this course that I'm creating that's called Journey Into Self. I think maybe next week I will talk more deeply about what this course is. I've been working on it really intensely for the last couple months and I have 10 or 12 people starting a test run of the first three weeks of the course to offer feedback and response to what these first three weeks of the course are like so that I can refine it and bring it into a more complete, um, fulfilling course for when I release it to the to the mass public. Uh, it really excites me. This is all the stuff that I've been, been doing in the depths of my inner healing. A lot of tools and techniques that I've learned in all of the self-development courses and classes and retreats that I've gone in the last six years are being funneled and brought into uh, the Journey Into Self course. So keep an eye out for that. If you have any questions about any of these things, my website, my new website is www.tylerwaynejourneys.com. And you can find me at, at Tyler Wayne Journeys on Instagram. Ashley is at Ashley Nicole Journeys on Instagram. I hope you all have an awesome weekend. And don't forget to flex this Friday. Bye, everyone.